Hey there, are you curious about how eating like Daniel can help you lose weight or reverse your diabetes, but you're not sure if eating a plant-based diet is for you? Book a free 20-minute coaching call with us. Go to at Daniel Fast to Healthy Living on Instagram and click the link in our bio to book a call. Do you believe that God wants you healthy? Then join me, Cersei Blue and Gigi Carter on the Healthy for My Purpose podcast where we help you realize the relationship between your health and your purpose. We share how eating like Daniel can revolutionize your life. Through discussions and interviews, we challenge you to discover the powerful connection between plant-based nutrition, your body, and your faith. It's time. Welcome back to another episode of Healthy For My Purpose. I'm your host, Cersei Blue. I am so excited to be back with you this week. Today, we have a really interesting conversation, a little bit controversial, some may say, but we are going to talk about why I hate exercising. Um, Last week on the Prayer For Your Health that we have in our private Facebook group, I said that I hated exercising and many people were thrown off by this because how could this be? You exercise all the time. And so in today's episode, I am going to spill all the tea on why I hate exercising. So if you're someone that's perhaps struggling with this because you're like, I don't like exercising, but I know I need to, or you're someone that can relate to this idea that I hate exercising and for that reason, you haven't been able to start or maintain an exercise routine. If any of those things resonate with you, or if you're just curious, how could it be that someone exercises every day but hates it, then you want to tune into this episode. So without further ado, let's jump in. I remember um, just recently um, a friend of mine, I was encouraging a friend of mine to um, start an exercise plan. Uh, She was going through some health issues and exercise would definitely benefit her. And I remember sitting with her and saying, hey, listen, you know, maybe if you started to exercise and to do this and to do that, then this may benefit you. And I remember her saying, that's easy for you to say, you love to exercise. And it was in that moment that I said to her, actually, I don't. I hate exercising. And so she was perplexed by that. But I went through a series of um, reasons, you know, how I was able to push through an exercise, even though I hated to exercise. And so in this episode, I am going to, like I said, spill all the tea on how I have been able to hate exercise and still be able to maintain a long-term exercise routine. And so <clears throat> what I want I want to just kind of make some distinctions here because when I'm speaking of exercise, I want to kind of distinguish between like movement of body, which I do love to do. Like when I say movement of body, I'm talking about like going for a hike with friends or going for a walk or maybe riding my bike in nature. Those things I don't have a problem with. I actually enjoy those things. I do love that kind of movement of body. But when I'm talking about exercise in this particular episode, and usually when people 
have a conversation with me about exercise, I'm talking about the exercise that we are familiar with, like going to a Zumba class or going to any kind of exercise in some type of structured environment, the gym routines, the videos on YouTube, etc. You know what I'm speaking about. Things like burpees, mountain climbers, planks, jumping jacks, squats, high knees, superman, star jumps, all the various gym equipment, leg press, pull-ups, bent press, etc. You get my point. That is the exercise that I am talking about. So before we get into why I hate exercising, I wanted to just kind of give you what my week looks like in terms of my personal exercise routine as it stands today. It has changed over the years, um, evolved in many different ways, but this is kind of where I am at today. So right now I do about three to four days on my Peloton bike and that could range from about hmm, 45 minutes to one hour. Um, And I usually try to add like a 90 minute um, ride maybe every week or every other week. Um, and then sometimes if I'm really in a crunch, like if, you know, my time has, you know, kind of ran out for the day or what have you, I may do like a 30 minute ride, but I would do it like a high intensity kind of a tabata or hit kind of format to really make it extremely intense for that short 30 minutes. The other thing I do is two days of a week, I do weight training in the gym with a trainer. So I'll talk about my trainer a little bit later, but I pretty much do like strictly weight training on the machines to build muscle, um, that type of thing. And then I also do maybe like one to two days of like a HIIT workout using like my own body weight slash maybe some dumb dumbbells, not too heavy, but just kind of a medium kind of weight of dumbbells. I also sometimes like to sub out and mix it up. Like I do like walking incline on the treadmill. Um, I used to do some running, but then my knees kind of got a little bit um, complicated. So like I might just do the treadmill, like walking on a high incline and things like that. So sometimes I might sprinkle some of that um, into the week. But that's typically what my week would look like on a pretty much, you know, weekly basis. I would say that I definitely exercise every single day, um, whether it's one of those things. And, you know, like people are like, do you have a day off? I do kind of have a day off in the sense that um, I will do something that's not as intense. So like I said, like walking on the treadmill or maybe doing the bike, one of the bike rides that I do do would be more of a low intensity ride for an hour or things like that. So my day off usually looks like more of a low intensity kind of thing. Um, And that doesn't include, like I said, other things that I might do, which I do find enjoyable, like going for a walk or going for a hike with friends or maybe riding my bike with my daughter and things like that. That's not really included in this workout routine, but this is the exercise workout routine that I'm talking about when I say I hate to exercise. So the question may be, how could this be like, how could you have this pretty much workout every day exercise plan, but hate to exercise? Um, and so what I've done over the years, and I, and I really 
I, I was lucky in the sense that I figured this out right from the beginning. Um, when I did switch my life to eating like Daniel and having the plant-based lifestyle, and I was really at that pinnacle point of changing my health, and I started to exercise, I was blessed to really tap into these things right from the start that I'm about to explain to you. Um, and so because I never liked exercise and like I could even go back to like back in the day when I would exercise, fall off the wagon, exercise, fall off the wagon. I, I didn't get the revelation then for what I'm going to talk about then now, but I've always hated it. Like going into the gym, pumping the weights and all of that stuff. And I know there are people out there that love the feeling of like pushing themselves and feeling the pain in their muscles and having all of that effect and everything. I know there are people out there and I totally respect that. I totally understand that. But for me, I never got joy out of that burn. You know what I mean? Like my mindset is like, oh my gosh, this is killing me. I got to get off of this thing. And so um, for me, I've never really enjoyed it from that standpoint. But like I said, this time around, after starting to eat like Daniel and really taking my health seriously, I was blessed to kind of figure out a way on how I, how am I going to, on one hand, hate to exercise, but on the other hand, maintain this exercise at an optimal level where I'm not just fiddling around and not really pushing myself and trying to do the least amount of pain, like really being in there and being present and actually doing the exercise. How was I going to do this? Um, and so one of the things that I, that clicked to me was that I had to find the joy somewhere in that process, even if it wasn't the exercise itself. And so that was the aha moment for me is that I realized right from the beginning in this phase in my life that I didn't have to like the actual movements. You know, I went through all the burpees, mountain climbers, planks, blah, blah, blah. I didn't have to actually like that, but I needed to find something that I found joy in, in that process. Okay, I'll say it again for those of you who are taking notes and saying, hey, I hate exercise, but I, I need an exercise routine. You have to find the joy somewhere in the process, even if it's not the actual physical act of exercising itself. And so what I did to set myself up for success um, by doing this whole idea of finding that joy in the process is that I knew that I had to, first of all, figure out what was the process in this whole exercise piece? You know, what were all of the variables, right? Like, you, you know, you could exercise in so many different ways, but what was going to be the way that was going to fit my lifestyle, my desires, my likes, my joys beyond the exercise? And this is what I came up with for my own personal journey. Number one, the first joy that I found was community. And so what I did from the very beginning is that I plugged myself into group classes right from the start. So one thing I know about myself is that I love people. I love fellowship. 
I love meeting new people. I love conversating. I love that whole group dynamic, right? And so I knew that if I could plug myself, like literally I would um, go to the gym and I would look at all of the classes that they had and I would literally, whatever days that I knew I was going to allot to doing um, that exercise, I would literally write myself into that, commit to that, and then I would go to the group. And what I found was because I loved community more than I hated the exercise itself, I was able to stay the course because number one, I didn't want to let the group down, right? Nobody wants to be, at least I felt that that uh, invisible peer pressure that I didn't want to be the one that didn't finish the class, right? And so that community, that that invisible peer pressure allowed me to, you know, I remember some days just having anxiety just coming up to the door like, oh no, here we go. But once I got in there, the community kicked in. The community aspect kicked in because now I was around familiar faces. Now I was making friends. Now I was able to be a part of a, a group that I didn't want to let down by by not following through with the exercises. And so that group pressure, that group dynamic and that community for me, I found that right from the beginning. And that's something I still implement as of today. You know, I even most recently... Um, found this other um, workout program that is done in groups, you know, you know, you know, with COVID, I could even get into that a little bit, you know, with COVID, everything kind of, you know, gyms were closed and all of these other things. I still was able to find a group that I could work out with outside, even during COVID. So I still found community even during the COVID because I knew that community was what I needed to stay consistent because I knew I didn't like to exercise. So I knew the YouTube videos and the videos weren't for me. And so I was able to build a community that we worked out outside together. Um, And so that was one aspect that I was able to tap into was community for myself. The other aspect of finding joy in the process, not necessarily the exercise itself, was that I also knew my personality that I worked best with accountability, right? Um, And so what I did was I hired a personal trainer. And so despite the fact that I didn't like actually going into the gym and I, and I knew that I wouldn't push myself on those machines because I didn't like the exercising, I hired a personal trainer so that number one, three aspects. One, I'm paying. So I have some grit in the game, right? I'm not going to waste my money. So there was that financial piece. So I paid, I got to go. Two, it was relationship, right? I built a relationship with the trainer. So I knew I couldn't waste her time, neither could I waste mine. And so I had to be there. And then three, she had a job to do. Her job was to push me where I didn't want to go, right? And so I was able to yield to that because I had a coach. I had somebody pushing me. I had someone saying, yeah, I know you don't like it, but keep on going. So I set myself up with um, accountability. And so this is something that's very easy to implement for yourself. You know, you you don't maybe don't have to spend and get a personal trainer, but you might find someone that, you know what, there's a friend of mine or someone I know at the gym that's pretty consistent and maybe I can meet up with them 
three days a week and exercise together. And I don't want to let that person down because there's that accountability that you could even make with a partner, with a friend, or you can hire a personal trainer. Or like I said, you could even do the group community as your accountability as well, because you develop relationships in those um, group classes and they're expecting you to show up. You could say, hey guys, hold me accountable that I'm going to show up to this class or even the instructor as well. So accountability was another way that I I stuck to my game. And I, and I did that from the beginning you know, like I did the, I, I had pers- I've had personal trainers. Like, you know, people are like, well, haven't you already reached your goal with a personal trainer? Why do you still have one? But for me, there is no end goal. There is no end. The end game is that I'm accountable. The end game that I'm always going to be someone pushing me beyond what I can do for myself. And so guys, I think I will probably always have a personal trainer or if I'm in a um, a workout program, it will be a coaching style group, group, you know, like there's other things out there that I've found, you know, like there's Orange Theory, there's certain other ones that they kind of have that personal trainer coaching style. I think I will always um, have that because I need that, right? And so it's just a lifelong thing for me. And I've kind of accepted it that I need that accountability. I need that push, from someone else that's going to help me push. So do I love the exercise? No, but I respect the accountability dynamic and I will function in that correctly, even though I may hate the exercise. The other thing that I did um, that I did to find the joy in the process was that I always I also understood about myself that I love to understand the why behind things. If I know why something's important, I'm going to do it more likely than if I don't. And so that kind of tied into the personal trainer because I was able to have conversations to, you know, be able to know, well, why is this good? How is this going to help me? How is this going to affect this muscle and that? So I was able to kind of get that why stimulation um, during my personal training sessions. So that too also helped me to um, stay the course and to push through the uncomfortable piece of not liking the exercise. So I was able to just kind of push through that discomfort. Um, The other thing that I look back on and I realized that um, I also used as a, a catalyst to kind of help me overcome the fact that I hated exercise and how I stayed in the game is that I realized that I didn't like the exercise itself, but I did like that group energy and vibe combined with the bomb music. So like you, when you're, you know, you have picture, I don't know if you ever see some of those classes where everyone's like moving to the right and everybody's moving to the left, you know, that synergy, I like that. And I didn't like the actual exercise itself, but it was distracting to me enough that I was able to really push through and get some joy out of that piece not necessarily the exercise itself. And so that's what kind of brought me into the world of spinning. And so the spin, you know, anyone will tell you like the first few classes that you take with spinning, everyone says, oh, my butt is killing me, which is true. And then you kind of 
push through it, the more you spin and stuff like that. But what really got me with spinning, you know, because I just, you know, was just trying out different classes. Like I said, when I was plugging myself into these different classes is it wasn't the the discomfort of the exercise itself, but I loved the energy, the vibe and the bomb music and the charismatic instructor. That was what did it for me. And so I was able to tap into that piece for myself so that even though I didn't necessarily love to exercise, I knew I loved the feeling of that synergy in community. And so bam, that was another way that allowed me to really become a spinner because I was never, you know, that was the first time I was really getting into it. I, you know, like I said, I don't, I didn't like to exercise, but that was a way that I was able to tap in because I found joy in another aspect of the process, which was the music, the instructor, and the synergy of that energy that just comes in a spin class that is just unique to a spin class. If you haven't tried a spin class, guys, and you have one in your neighborhood, I mean, go ahead and try a spin class. If that sounds like it resonates with you where you kind of like that vibe, you know, I ended up getting a Peloton during the the um, pandemic because I was like, what am I going to do? Like I said, I, you know, um, and I realized, you know what, I could still get that energy from the classes on the Peloton, Um from a one-on-one perspective because the videos and all that was just really hyped and I could kind of tap into from there. And then not only that, I had some friends and relatives that um, got a Peloton bike as well. And I was able to do it with them on the Peloton because you could actually go online with them and their face shows up on your screen. And so I was able to get that vibe and that, you know, that whole thing. So that was another reason thing that I was able to find. And, and, and so this, the, you know, before I continue on to the next one, this is part of the, the thing. If you are someone that hates exercise, you have to actively start saying, well, like I said, what is it that I can like about it in the process? And so think about it for yourself now. If, if you haven't already figured it out for yourself, what are some areas that you can you know, sidestep and tap into to help you push through all of that discomfort. And so the other area that I found joy in the process um, was figuring out that my love language was service, right? Um, And you say, well, what does that have to do with exercise? But here's how I was able to plug that in. I knew for me that I got joy out of serving others. And so what I ended up doing was I ended up getting my spinning certification because I knew that if I was going if I was able to teach other people, then the act of service would trump the fact that I didn't like exercising. And so if you're somebody that loves to serve, you love to give, you love to um provide a service to someone, but you hate exercising, consider saying, you know what, let me become a Zuma instructor. Let me learn a spinning instructor. Let me be able to, even if I'm just teaching it a couple days a week, you're serving, but you're also getting the exercise in for yourself. So that it was another one that I was able to utilize um, in terms of staying the course, even though I hated to exercise. I knew that if I could teach people to exercise, 
then it was a win for me because even if I didn't like it, even if I didn't feel like going, the service to others would trump all of that and I would be excited to serve others. Not about the exercise, but the ability to serve others in that way and to be able to give them what they need, which is to exercise and to show up and to give them um, an experience that would make them be happy to be in the class. And so that's what I ended up doing was getting the spinning certification and then you know, finding other various ways to serve others in that capacity, which I'm doing right now. Um, and so, yeah, so guys, the, the point that I'm trying to make is be, just because you hate the thing, there are still ways to be able to get the job done. I think so often, especially when it comes to exercise, there's this myth that we believe that I have to love it to do it. And like I told you about the conversation I had with my girlfriend at the beginning of this episode when she was like, that's easy for you to say, you love to exercise. The assumption that she made was that because she was seeing me do this every day, she assumed that I loved it. And it was totally the opposite. And so I feel like this podcast are for those who... Um, just kind of throw in the towel. They're like, you know what? Exercise is not for me because I, I don't love it. I haven't, you know, there's those people that are just, you know, sky high about the exercise, right? And they're like, well, I'm not one of those people. So I guess exercise is not for me, but that's not true. Exercise can be for you if you kind of look at it from a different perspective. The other asset, moving on to another one, I have a couple more. The other one is um, delaying gratification. This is what I came to realize that I could use in terms of getting over that dislike for exercise, but still getting the job done. Because the truth of the matter is, as much as I hate to exercise guys, and I think anyone who's who has hated exercise will attest to this, I never once regretted it after I worked out. I, there was never a day that I said to myself, oh man, I regret exercising. Like, why did I waste that hour? Or why did I waste that 45 minutes or that 90 minutes? I never felt that way. So the fact that I always feel great, I feel fueled, I feel energized after I exercise was just validation for me when the next time came around that I had to exercise again. So I was able to, um, you know, avoid, you know, not exercising to avoid the pain Rather, I was able to delay that gratification and say, you know what, even though you're going to have to go through this discomfort, you know that at the end of it, you are going to be happy you did it. So focusing on that end goal as opposed to the initial discomfort in the beginning has always been a way that I had been able to use because every time I would feel great, after exercise, after hating it, what it did is just built a memory for the next time. Because the next time an exercise was coming up, you'd be like, you know what? You know, you might feel anxious to get started, but you know that at the end of the day, you're going to feel great when you're done. And so that was leverage for me to be able to still exercise despite what I felt. So, you know, there's some days you have a bad day or some days you just feel out of it or whatever. I was able to push through those things more consistently because of the fact that I was focusing on how am I going to feel after the fact? 
How am I going to feel? Am I going to regret it or am I going to feel happy? And so by focusing on that end of it always was a win for me. So here's another one, guys. The Another um, thing that I ended up using to be able to overcome the fact that I hated exercise, but I was still able to have a robust exercise routine was that I implemented gratitude into my exercise. And you're saying to yourself, well, how does that work? Well, what I did is that in my gratitude journal that I have, I started writing that um, I was grateful for the ability to move my body. And so when I started to do that, waking up and writing that, you know, I'm thankful that I could move. I'm thankful that I could jump. I thank you that I could even do a burpee. I thank you that I could even lift weights. I, you know, when I started to really just tap into the gratitude of the thing, right, it again allowed me to push past the fact that I didn't like exercising because now... I saw it more as a privilege and I wasn't really focused on my discomfort, my pain, my annoyance of all of that. I was more focused on the the privilege and the gratitude that I was even able to do this, right? And so gratitude is a way that if you're someone that, again, that's like, oh, I'm not an exercise person. How many times have I heard people say this? I'm not an exercise person. I don't like exercising, all of that, if you implement and infuse gratitude by start writing down, what are you grateful about to be able to exercise? You know, just the fact that you're able to move. And if you're, even if you're someone who's like, well, I can't really do all those things. I can't do burpees right yet. I can't do push-ups right yet. Whatever you can do, even if you're like, you know what? I could at least walk from here to there or I could walk on the treadmill. Wherever your beginning point is, gratitude is not about the highest form. It's about acknowledging all forms. Whatever you can do, just being grateful for that can also help you to overcome the discouragement you might feel by not feeling like you want to exercise or feeling like you're enjoying it during the process because now you're going to be looking at it from an aspect of gratitude. Like, you know what? Thank you, God, for even allowing me to have this option, right? That I'm even able to get out of my bed, drive to a facility or go for this brisk walk or wherever you're at. It just changes the game. And so... I wanted to end with my last point on how I was able to manage the fact that I hate to exercise, guys, but still have this exercise routine is that, like Gigi and I talk about a lot, I was able to tap in being healthy for my purpose, right? Because one of the things I realized is that the exercise um, was bigger than me, right? It was another way to be a steward of my body. It was another way to be a steward of my health, right? It was another way of honoring my temple and to, um, you know, do the things that I knew that I needed. Because at the end of the day, there's so much data around how exercise helps with your physical strength, your mental health, your mood, building muscle, all of that that we need for a, for a healthy body. And so when I started to identify that concept of being healthy for my purpose, that my body needed to be strong, I needed to 
have endurance. I needed to have good heart health. I needed to be able to um, keep my body healthy and exercise was one of the things like when we talk about what we put in our mouth, what we put in our mouth, right? All of that, um, it, it plays in. I was able to really see the bigger picture and not really focus on just the things that I don't like. You know, I think we are in a culture where, you know, we kind of align everything. Well, if I love it, I'll do it. But if I hate it, I won't. It really doesn't have to be that way. You could love it and do it and you could hate it and do it. Because the real issue is not always about how I feel about it, but it's more about what is the purpose of this thing? What is the bigger picture of this thing? Is there something that I'm getting out of it that's bigger than my desire and my want and how I feel? Or is this just about me feeding my comfortability, right? And so I learned that through this process of this um, overriding um, way of thinking of being healthy for my purpose. And so that's how I've been able to push through that uncomfortability or of not liking it, but getting up every day and doing it over and over and over again and not doing it disgrunt like disgruntly either or not doing it with a bad attitude. Like even though I don't like to exercise guys, you won't you won't even know because I'm not you know, well, sometimes my trainer will say that I, you know, I'm like, oh no, you know, I do kind of let that out one on one. But in general, I'm not I'm not coming with it with a negativity. I'm just embracing it. I'm going with the flow, even though I don't love it. You know, I'm, I'm embracing it. I'm, I'm leaning into it despite how I feel. And I think it's, a, it's an awesome lesson that I've learned that I've impli- I could apply to other areas of my life, you know, is you know, and, and that, and guys, this relates to food, you know, how many times do we say we hate something so we won't eat it, right? It's a, it's a roadblock to getting healthy because let's face it, if we're honest with ourselves, if we liked everything that was right and if we hated everything that was bad, Many of us in our health journey wouldn't be where we're at because we'd always be doing the right thing. But the truth of the matter is we need retraining. We need um, redirecting. And a lot of times what we love is what we should hate. (laughs) You know what I mean? And what we hate is what we should love. It's the human nature. It's the struggle of sin. And so... Just because you hate a thing doesn't mean that God is not calling you to it. And that's what I had to realize is I hate to exercise. And I remember I used to say that back in the day, I hate to exercise and blah, blah, blah. But I realized, you know what? You hate the thing, but God's still calling you to it. You hate the thing, but it still has to get done. You hate the thing, but it's still good for you. Right. And so I had to wrestle with that. And that's how I've been able to maintain a rec- an exercise routine. I can't even, I maybe probably over 10 years, right? Over 10 years, maintain a consistent, um, I'm not talking about falling off the wagon, getting back on and all that stuff. No, I'm talking about a consistent exercise routine, 
even though I hate to exercise. So I hope this is an encouragement to someone who is listening, who is saying, you know, I know I need to start exercising again. I know that maybe the doctor's telling you, you got to get back, or maybe you just know that you're feeling you know, like you don't have the energy that you know you need or you need to lose weight and you know that you got to start exercise. You got to start doing the right thing. You got to start eating healthy. You got to change the way you do things, but you don't like it. You don't want it. You don't even, you know, feel inclined to do it. I hope this is an encouragement to you to push past that, find the joy and the purpose of the thing, maybe not the thing itself. And just know that even if you don't love it, God is still calling you to it. Thank you for joining us on the Healthy For My Purpose podcast. We hope you enjoyed the community and are walking away empowered and encouraged to live your healthiest life for your God-ordained purpose. You can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram to enjoy fellowship with like-minded women. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this on iTunes. Until we meet again, keep honoring your body for your purpose.